Good evening. It is evening, obviously, here at the time of recording. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are on this beautiful planet. Welcome to another trigger-proof transmission. This is a community that is completely dedicated to healing, <clears throat> dedicated to the conversation of healing. And very important to somebody like me as a trained chiropractor for the last 20 years is to have this conversation about healing because patients are coming to me with stress-related disorders and I want to help them in healing. And over 20 years, I discover that some people heal <coughs> while no matter what you do to some others, no matter what you throw at them, they just don't heal. And I became curious and my ego didn't like that. And I went on a kind of a discovery to try to find exactly what it was that the people that weren't healing were were missing. What was I, what was I doing wrong? In other words, my ego didn't like the fact that uh, I couldn't address everybody. Most people coming in to see me as a chiropractor, I can just do an adjustment on them. I could do adjustments and have huge results, amazing results. <coughs> Excuse me, but in other cases. In a small minority of people, sorry, excuse me, <coughs> just having a little bit of a, it's not COVID. I don't have a fever. So I had to figure out why weren't certain people healing and why certain people were and what was missing and what I could do to actually help them. So over time, I started understanding about emotional wounding and how our unresolved emotional wounds basically translate into our physical ones and show up. And by addressing those emotional wounds, the sources of conflict that were tied in with the physical ones, we could actually make a huge difference. Lo and behold, this conversation of healing went much deeper. In my 20 years of being a chiropractor, uh, I don't call myself a healer because the healer is within you. There's a healing potential within you. You have within your birthright a potential to heal. It's just when there's interference with that potential, whether it's your spine being out of alignment, whether it's an unresolved grief from a breakup, a heartbreak, a death of a family member that you haven't really fully healed from, those will stay in your body. Your body keeps the score as Bessel van der Kolk, psychiatrist, uh, talks about. And in this journey of healing, I realized that the best thing that I could do for my patients was to educate them on how to become their own healers. And unknowingly, as I was going through my own challenges with my relationships and breakdowns, thank goodness, touch wood, never really had health issues to worry about, except this cough that seems to just show up right when I hit the go live button. Other than that, I was actually doing great with, with my health. It was just that I was showing up really shitty in relationships. My main dysfunction was relationships. I was showing up as an insecure avoidant. And as I kept going, going through a divorce and one failed relationship after another in my journey,
because up until then, I was up until 43, the age of 43, excuse me, up until the age of 43, I didn't know how to have a healthy relationship. All of them showed up as insecure, avoidant. So I would want that connection, but then as soon as I would get it, I would, you know, try to bail and try to leave. And in that journey of healing my attachment wounds, I healed with my mother. I healed with my father. I healed with the younger parts of myself. And when I did, lo and behold, just like that, within about three to six months, it's not overnight, it takes time. You don't get overnight quick fix if you're looking for that. There is no quick fix. We're talking about the language of the nervous system. Slow and steady and consistent is what wins the race. I was able to do what I could never do in my life, which was to create a secure relationship with the most loving, secure, healthy, emotionally partner that I've ever met because I never would be attracted to that. I was never, I never attracted that type of partner in the past. They were all the broken, wounded birds that I could fix and rescue so that I could feel important. So the whole conversation of healing cannot happen unless we study and become students of our own attachment wounds. This community that you're a part of right now, that because you're listening, you're part of the community. If we found each other on the interweb somehow, there's a reason for it. You got attracted into this conversation for a reason. And I think that social media can be used <clears throat> not to distract yourself from reality, but to actually be a wake-up call. Everything that you learn in this page, I'm committed to it helping awaken you rather than put you asleep, which is what most social media does. Puts you in a trance, puts you asleep, so that you can put you in a state of fear, so that advertisers could make more money, and that's fine. Just know what's going on and know that everything that I'm, every bit of content that I put out, my commitment to you is to help awaken you. <clears throat> my apologies as well for the slow computer. Uh, I'm waiting on a new uh, laptop to come in, so the picture for these transmissions, hopefully, touch wood, will get a lot smoother. But this conversation is about healing, and this question that I had earlier was about mother. And uh, Rochelle just posted this, <clears throat> who attended one of our live events a couple of years ago. I remember maybe four or five years ago seeing Rochelle at one of our live events when she was going through kind of like a relationship limbo. Got the help she needed, was able to break free, and just still in my sphere here and in this community for a while, and was brave enough to ask this question. So Rochelle, thank you, sending you a big hug. Anybody who has a question, if I feel that it's going to be useful for everybody in this community, I'm going to, you know, shoot a video about it and help you solve the problem. I want to help you solve and demystify the healing world. Because this, make no mistake, whatever problem you're going through, the answer is there's something to heal. Healing means to make whole and complete what was once fractured. Healing means to make whole and complete. And what Rochelle is saying here in her question, one of my triggers I need to work on is not feeling like it. She says, I have a question. 
it's not really a question. First thing I'm going to invite you to do, anybody who's sending me a question, uh, and I say this to my clients a lot, my students, I, 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 get on their, I get on their nerves, I get on their case quite a bit because people ask questions like, well, what if he doesn't call? And I'm like, is that really a question? What if? Like, what's the question? Those what if questions are the ones that I kind of, I stop, I'm like, what if? What if we don't ask hypothetical questions? So if you can get precise, and this is one of the things that I notice, and I get it because I'm working in the world of trauma, and so there's a lot of confusion, and a lot of people are dissociated from themselves. They don't even know what the hell they're asking. People are like, I have a question, and I'm sitting there listening to a four-minute story, and then at the end, there's no question. It's just an emotional dumping or a venting, which I understand, just the word to the wise when we're dealing with relationships you want to have try to have as much empathy for the listener as possible and make it easy for them to help you whenever you're asking not just me but anyone a question really get clear with yourself on what it is you want i just want listen i don't have a question i just want to vent oh okay good you're setting up a context so i'm not listening for a question i'm just allowing you and holding space so now i have the context but if you have a question, really get clear on the question. So that's my first bit of coaching for you. And this goes to any area of your life. Just really get clear on a question. I know that problems come up. I know that challenges come up. But try to sift through and see what is it that you're looking for. What's the outcome that I'm looking for in this question? That little bit of... <clears throat> question coaching aside i'm going to read this one of my triggers i need to work on is not feeling like a 12 year old child when my mom's tone of voice changes okay so the first thing there is one of my triggers i need to work on which means you know mom raises her voice and she turns into a 12 year old child which is very very normal and what she's saying is one of my triggers i need to work on is not feeling that way the first thing that I want to say to that is that you should feel that way. If you haven't worked on healing these attachment wounds and you haven't actually worked on processing those wounds, unpacking the meaning, resourcing yourself, healing with that younger self, that inner child, that inner 12-year-old inside of you that you just said, I become 12, you haven't reconnected with that 12-year-old, you haven't learned the skills of becoming trigger-proof, then you should turn into a 12-year-old when your mother raises her voice. It's just supposed to happen that way. It's not your fault. It's not even her fault. The reason why her tone of voice raises in the first place is because when she's parenting you when you were 12 and younger and older and straight through, it seems, that when she becomes reactive, she turns into a little girl and, and reacts like a little child, leaving you as a 12-year-old feeling not seen, not heard, traumatized in a sympathetic fight or flight or a dorsal state. It sounds to me like you're in what we call dorsal, which means you're in a freeze. Mom's voice raises and then you go into a freeze. Or mom raises her voice and you turn 12 and you, or you turn into a 15-year-old teenager. You go, fuck you, mom. You come back at her and now you have two 12-year-olds fighting one another, which is exactly what conflict is. This is what happens during conflict when a trigger gets activated. 
Now this is the way it should happen because no matter how much therapy you've ever had, no matter how much talk therapy, no matter how many landmark seminars you've gone through, no matter how many times you've done the Demartini method or whatever methodology, Byron Katie school of the work, no matter how many times you've turned it around, as they say in, in the work, um, when she raises her voice, you don't have a choice. Your body then turns into a 12-year-old. You get knocked back into a wound. This is in your neuro neurology. This is in your what's called implicit memory. You don't have a choice at this. I want you, if you're listening, Rochelle, this is for you, but this is for every, anybody else. If you are listening and you notice yourself becoming highly reactive, Another gentleman I spoke to, Charles, this week, and he basically turns into a little boy. He gets reactive, and he's like, days later, he's like, I can't believe it. I lost myself. I feel so guilty. I'm ornery with my kids. I, re I react with my wife, you know, and uh, it's really difficult, you know, and I don't know what comes over me because afterwards, rationally, it's like, well, I shouldn't be that way. I know what it is, you know. And you even said said this. I know that sometimes we have to tough we have to have tough conversations. Um, my trigger uh, is that what what if is that what if after the tough conversation she cuts me out of her life and 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 game there is nobody else to take care of her. She's cut off all friends. My brother is back east and her brother does not want the responsibility she's just only let me back into her life last year in and out for the last five year five to ten years when we talk about what she loves the most she always talks about her grandchildren which of the five of them she has very little contact with i know i'm never going to get that unconditional love from her she never had it from her parents and i didn't know how to give it to us my job and and didn't know how to give it to us my job is to work through that okay so her mother reacts to her as with dementia okay um her paranoia sets in and i know where it's coming from in her childhood so in other words Rochelle is saying i know in my mind where it's coming from it just it totally makes sense where it's coming from in your mind in her in my mind like i know she's only reacting because of her own wounding, right, and her own paranoia. I know that it's not about me. But when her voice raises, I turn 12 years old, and I need to work on that. And which the question, Rochelle, the unspoken desire in your question is, is not, like, most of the time people are like, how do I stop that trigger from happening? How can I stop that trigger? The, 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 unconscious desire is I don't want to get triggered by her anymore whereas the real desire that you're wanting deep down is how can I get myself to a place this is the real desire this is really what you're looking for how do I get myself to a place where I'm so compassionate towards my 12 year old self that mom's raising of her voice although painful although extremely triggering to me i'm able to self-regulate through those waves because i have a firm understanding of who i am and i have healed with that 12 year old inside of me and i can now be responsive and understanding to my mother rather than a reactive 12 year old 
so that I can make sure because supporting her at this time is the most important thing. And I don't want to cut off ties with her. And I don't want to create a scenario or co-create a scenario where my mother is, um, you know, not able to feel safe around me because of my reactivity to her behavior. That's really what it is that you're looking for, Rochelle. Because to say, how do I not get triggered? That's what we all kind of, the fantasy that we all have. But I get triggered every day. My client, just today, I just had a call with a client who triggers the shit out of me. It's like talking to my mother, <laughs> literally. And she's a mother too, right? She triggers the shit out of me. And I completely understand if I were to live with the expectation that she shouldn't trigger me, when the trigger comes, I beat myself up and I become even more reactive. But when I understand that that's part of the game and I'm willing to, to have that as part of this dynamic, uh, I mean, there's limits too. I, sometimes clients, it's just not a fit. That's my work right now is, is trying to decipher when I do work with people and they do apply to work with me. One of the things that I now look for in the interview is, okay, can I work with this person? Are they coachable? Does it feel like a good fit? Am I inspired to help this person? And, and or can they handle being triggered by me because I'm going to trigger them? <laughs> For sure, I as a coach, because that's how we grow is we grow through our triggers. And so people, when they sign up, they sign up so that they can get triggered and become trigger-proof. Trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means becoming more resilient to the triggers, which means there's you're, when you're working, when you're coming to work with us, when you're coming to our breathwork event, when you're coming to the inner child meditation, when you're coming to the overview experience, which are all these public... Um, courses that I teach, you're coming in expecting to have your shadows come up, what we call our shadows come up, whether it's your little inner victim or your inner child or your 12-year-old self. You're coming in to meet your 12-year-old self or 5-year-old self in all of their unhappiness, in all of their unworthiness. Because what's happened in Rochelle's case is that that little 12-year-old inside of her, in order for her to survive a reactive mother who yelled or raised her voice, the 12-year-old self had to abandon herself. She had to become something else. She had to, she decided when mom raised her voice, she decided that my self-expression was not safe. It's not safe to be myself. So in order to survive this dynamic, I have to become somebody else. I have to put on a mask. I have to pretend to be something else. I have to suppress who I really am because I can't be myself around this person. Because if I do, they become reactive and then I self-abandon. Because I can't help myself from self-abandoning, I then have to avoid this person. And, um, you know, that's where boundaries come in. Now, with family, it's on us to do the work <laughs> to become safer. Sometimes there's boundaries that, listen, being in your presence is my capacity. It's too, it's too much beyond my capacity. So the I ideal that you want in order to grow 
is to be in an environment where you're with somebody, like you're working, where you have, you know, you you do experience getting triggered by one another, but it's not so much that you completely lose and abandon yourself, right? And so boundaries are important to be firm, but also flexible. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. So that we're not trapped by them. No, I can't be around you because I can't contain myself. I lose touch with myself. I abandon myself when I'm around you. I betray myself when I'm around you. I lose myself when I'm around you. And so when healing, it's really important to learn. When doing this healing work, it's, it's about enmeshment, which is really uh, kind of meshing your emotions and your definition of who you are with another person. You know, this is enmeshment trauma. It's that if you're not okay, I can't be okay. And your emotions become my emotions. If you're sad, I'm going to be sad. If you're happy, I'm going to be happy. If you're sad, then I can't be okay with myself. If you're raising your voice, then I can't love myself. Okay? I'm just kind of simplifying what the dynamics are because I'm, I'm a specialist now in interpersonal trauma. And so I have this keen eye and intuition for being able to observe a situation and see the dynamic that's happening. It's tougher when we're in it, and that's the challenge of the work, is that I'm definitely not trigger-less. I'm trigger-proof, meaning I'm, I take responsibility for it rather than playing victim to another person. Right? I take full responsibility. That doesn't mean that I don't have boundaries. There's a fine line, and this is where growth is. So I'm committed to consistently growing my boundaries of tolerance, of ability to handle criticism, handle rejection, handle negative feedback. Most of us can't handle it. There was a time where I couldn't handle it, and I was paralyzed by it. You know, you raise your voice at me, it was bringing up stuff about, or, or you were criticizing me, or you were shutting me down, or interrupting me, and it was all me experiencing. I was like 12 years old, 13 years old again, arguing with my mother. And so <clears throat> I experience these triggers each and every day. What's different about my triggers, maybe, than yours, is that I've created a methodology which helps you not become at the effect of these triggers, but be able to have a step-by-step -step kind of practice in moving with the trigger 
and resourcing yourself. So the question that Rochelle asked earlier really came down to one thing. This is the desire. What you really want to ask yourself is this question. I'm going to invite you to take that question you asked or that share and turn it in the form of a question. The question you want to ask is, how can I be supportive to my mother and hold space for her while still being able to resource myself if by chance she raises her voice? How can I best respond so that I can de-escalate the situation rather than escalate it and cause a blow up and have my mother feel not safe around me? See the difference of the question? It's all in the question. So the first coaching, the first advice that I would give is create a very powerful question. Use mine if that's the question. I could be wrong. I, I, you, I, you know, I could be wrong. That might not be Rochelle. Let me know in the comment section. I could be completely wrong. That's not what you want. You just want it to be that you never get triggered. Well, good luck with that. There, you know, you could start taking, um, if that's the case, you never want to get triggered, start taking opiates. <laughs> start taking uh, painkillers, uh, uh, Oxycontin, like just start overdosing on Oxycontin because what it does is that it stops you from your pain receptors. You basically leave your body. <laughs> it's like your soul leaves your body. You have this painkiller so you don't have sensory, uh, you, you don't have a real good connection with your sensory system. So when she starts yelling at you, you're just like, uh, uh, uh. because if you're not on that stuff, she raises her voice. You, it's not a choice that you have. You then turn into a 12-year-old. Your work, your mission should you choose to accept it. And it's not like you can come to a seminar three years ago and fix the problem. This is a deep uh, commitment to transforming the relationship with your 12-year-old self. So um, it's pretty powerful. Uh, your job, your mission, Rochelle, should you choose to accept it, is to learn how to reconnect with that 12-year-old and learn how to express her emotions and, you know, find assistance, find a guide to help walk you back to connect you to that 12-year-old self. Or if you're listening and you can resonate and you have an 8-year-old self or a 15-year-old self or whatever, find a guide that's going to carefully walk you back to those old wounds and help you reparent that wounded inner child. And as you do, when you do, your nervous system starts to regulate. You start to develop a sense of understanding for yourself, for that little 12-year-old. You get to see her and give her the love that she never received from her mother. I can feel and sense the pain in your question. Your question. <laughs> is that, you know, I know that she never received it and she'll never give me the love that I want. I could feel how pained you are, but you're denying your 12-year-old that pain. The truth is, is that it hurts to have a mother not give you love the way that you want. All you want is for your, for your mother to say, you know what, I, I, I see you. I'm so grateful for all you're doing right now, even though I'm being so rude to you, so mean to you. You're going above and beyond to help a mother who never really gave you the love that you wanted. And that's very commendable. And that's, you're an amazing daughter, and I love you. That's so amazing. 
I'm just so grateful that you're in my life. That would be ideal, right? That's what you're looking for, right, Rochelle? Unfortunately, that might not be available just yet. But what she's doing is giving you a huge opportunity to find yourself some guide or some system to help walk you back to greeting that 12-year-old and really connecting with her. And this is, uh, hey, Ramina, what's up? Why don't you share your experience? I was just going to say the overview experience, which you came to a couple of years ago, is exactly just that. It's that opportunity for you to jump in. It's happening next week. Check your check. Click on that link and find out when. It's happening next week. And what I do is I walk you back to reconnecting with that 12-year-old. We do it as a community. My mastermind clients, we do it as a community. And that's where anxiety comes from, is a disconnection from that younger self. Uh, that's where a hype sense of hypervigilance and neediness and codependency comes from. It's that 12-year-old who never was able to receive love, never had love, never had love in the way that never could recognize and perceive the love that was around her at the time. She just didn't have the tools, and neither did your mother to be able to attune to you. But when you learn how to attune to yourself, you start to build the resource. And soon, after a while, your mom raises her voice, and you don't go zero to ten. You go like zero to five. Then you learn how to use those skills, and you resource a little bit more. Then the next day, where you see her, and she raises her voice, you're like, holy crap, I'm just a three. And slowly, your tolerance for somebody who raises their voice goes higher. Now, it's not to say that it's to make it okay for people to raise their voice. I'm not saying that as a general rule. I'm looking at your specific situation there, Rochelle, and I'm seeing that you truly want to be there for your mother in her last years of her life. You don't want to say, fuck you, mom. I don't want to see you. You trigger me too much. You want to, you're such a lovely human being. You want to be that kind of daughter that's there for her, even if she's not so kind to you. You know, that's tough. You know, and my heart goes out to you. I have so much empathy and, and like I see what a golden heart you have for that. That proves what an amazing daughter you are. I just wanted to tell you how amazing you are just to let you know that. It's true, 100%. However, <laughs> but doesn't nullify, and I'm not nullifying who you are. Because of your situation and you're not wanting to, you know, cut her out of your life that's not an option for you then you know what does Viktor Frankl who wrote the book man's search for meaning is is when you're in a situation which you cannot change when we are in situations which we cannot change we're kind of forced to change ourselves so your work is to become like water and become adaptive and this is what I'm hearing this is really the the gist of your question and what you truly want to know is how can I become more adaptive and the answer is ah nervous system regulation clearing your past resentments learning to dance with that not good enough sign that not good enough conversation that's happening with that inner critic of yours learning how to empathically communicate with that 12 year old when you learn how to empathically communicate with that 12 year old you're able to turn around and talk to your mother in a so such an understanding way that you're able to de-escalate her triggers like this because of how resourced you are 
And in order to do that, you gotta have a guide and you gotta have community in order to do that. And so that's why I created the overview experience. If that is your jam, uh, and this is what you're in, in, inspired to do, I, I see many of you have already registered and you're coming in, in this community and I'm super stoked because I'm going to take you through the process of identifying your trigger and you're going to meet that 12 year old. You're going to learn how to, some people have like been in tears in this moment. I, Ramina, you were there on the last, our last event. Uh, I was watching you as I was taking you through the, through the work. Uh, you just kind of fell into a little puddle of tears and now are armed with some amazing tools moving forward. And that's really what I want to create uh, for you, for this community, for the world, because I stand for healed uh, family dynamics. I stand for um, healed families. All the work we do are about breaking the cycles of intergenerational trauma that didn't start with you, didn't start with your mom. But when you take this on, not only do you heal you, you heal your mother. So I just want to commend you for that. The other thing that we have that I wanted to share is coming up just in the next couple of days, the Breathwork and Badassery is our, our event that's coming up. Both of these are in the, in the uh, comment section underneath in the description below. If you're watching on YouTube, it's in the description. Um, <clears throat> if you're really inspired to take action and you're willing to take a chance and get uncomfortable and just jump and go, oh my gosh, I don't feel safe. I don't know what I'm getting into. But the Breathwork and Badassery is the event that's happening on Sunday, just in a couple of days, where it's a three-hour deep dive into an inner, into meeting and healing with your inner child, followed by a beautiful one-hour guided breathwork meditation where I take you through really learning how to feel the feelings and move the emotions and the trauma that's been stored, causing health problems, causing anxiety, how to move it through your body. Ramina, you got to get your butt to the breathwork and badassery. If you sign up tonight for the overview experience, what I do is I'm going to give you a complimentary ticket to Breathwork and Badassery. These are two events that I created thanks to COVID. Used to do them live, but because of COVID, I had to move these online and then I did a three-day weekend. I turned it into two little workshops and we do them every month. So it's coming up. And um, my... Uh, my invitation to you, if you're actually serious about breaking the cycle, not just saying, oh, I'm going to read. I'm going to read a little bit about it. This is not an information product. This is transformation, which means you got to immerse yourself. you got to actually engage. you got to let fall into the lazy river and surrender to the path and the process of going inside, which can be scary, but when we do it as a community, it is quite powerful. So thank you so much for the question. Let me know in the comment section what landed for you the most. And if you're listening and watching, definitely hit that subscribe button. Uh, smash that subscribe button, as they say on YouTube. Uh, and tag, invite your friends into the Facebook uh trigger-proof Facebook community. Invite them in and let them know why they should listen to this training and tag them in this. Because I want to, I can't do this alone. I can't break the cycle of intergenerational trauma alone. I'm doing this for my child, my family, uh, my parents, and um, my relationship with them has completely transformed when I started doing breath work and inner child work and reparenting. And that is 
what I teach and I integrate that with some of the best cognitive tools on the planet and I left chiropractic and started teaching this five years ago and here we are and we have a global movement now and it's growing and we have over 3,000 members in this community and growing by leaps and bounds each and every day and uh, it's time for the conversation of healing and it's a conversation whose time has come and it's everyone's responsibility and when you you want to change people's lives you want to change the world heal from your break the cycle of intergenerational trauma heal from those because when you do you you affect generations thousands of people after you um, I've already noticed a difference in my life <laughs> I have a kid I have a family that wasn't possible for me before my relationship with my parents is healthier than it's ever been in my entire life and um, I'm a dad and I get to reparent my outer child who looks pretty much exactly like me. If you check out the post on reparenting in the group, um, there's a link there for the breath work as well. So the links are there. <clears throat> Can I still get that badass too? It all landed. Can't wait. Sue, yes, you ju just got your registration for the uh, um, overview experience. Guess what? you also get a, a breathwork and badassery ticket because you signed up for the overview experience. So you literally save 67 bucks by doing that. So Sue, I'm super glad that you're coming. I just noticed, I saw, oh, Sue's, Sue's coming. I've noticed you, uh, on, you know, commenting and really engaging, and I really appreciate it. Uh, there's a curiosity there. I'm so glad. Just jump in and just, you know, no holds barred just do this for you create a sacred pause for you because you're worth it um, i'm gonna have my team sue i'm gonna have my team kim reach out to you with a ticket for breathwork and bad badassery because you just signed up for uh the overview experience i'm super stoked to host you like this is like i can't sleep the night before i do overview uh, the, any of those events because i'm super duper stoked about it if you have any questions go ahead and ask um, but we definitely, definitely, Sue, will see you on Sunday, my dear. Sending you lots of love. <clears throat> and uh, we will see you. Let me know what landed for you in this conversation. If you have any other questions, I'll do a training, and we'll see you at the next perfect time.